but could become heavy at times. Likely will get rounds tonight, tomorrow, so the flood watch continues. And then gradually diminishing late Thursday and Friday, the scattered activity as we get closer to the weekend. It'll be getting a little warmer too each day. 70s tonight, low 80s tomorrow. Low to mid-80s with rounds of showers or a thunderstorm on Thursday as well as Friday. Ralph Sanji, WGSL. CDC is working to help keep you and your community safe from the threat of a novel or new coronavirus. There are steps you can take now to get ready if an outbreak occurs in your community. Make a household plan. Older adults and people with chronic medical conditions are at greater risk. Take extra steps to protect them. Think about what you will do if there are changes to your work schedule. Practice good health habits, such as frequently washing hands with soap and water, staying home when sick, and covering coughs and sneezes. For more information, visit cdc.gov. Bistro Orleans, it's back with its familiar classic New Orleans cuisine in a casual setting serving only Louisiana oysters and always wild-caught Desalman's catfish. And the seafood boat, Carnival Time Lounge, has happy hour Wednesday through Friday. Bistro Orleans is open daily for lunch at 11, dinner Wednesday through Sunday. Bistro Orleans, 3216 West Esplanade in Metairie, 304 1469. I remember the day when someone at the radio station brought me a bottle of Cousin's salad dressing. It was made by a young couple in small batches, and it was delicious. I was proud to have them sponsor my show just as I am now, but the line has expanded since then to include an olive oil, an herb vinaigrette, fresh salsa, and blue cheese, as well as an original Creole tomato, a delicious dressing that also makes a great quick dip. Cousins Salad Dressings, in the produce section at your favorite store, CousinsProducts.com. The Crescent City Steakhouse has been a favorite since the first time I discovered it on Mardi Gras Day. This old-fashioned steakhouse hasn't changed much since it opened in 1934. I love the steaks. Here is prime beef, dry-aged in-house, a great T-bone or porterhouse steak. The Vojkovic family has welcomed generations of locals to this special place, and they'd love to welcome you. Crescent City Steakhouse, 1001 North Broad, Marianne Fitzmorris. Tom is here, but for some reason has decided he doesn't want to be in the show at the very beginning of the show. So here I am, but Ron's here with me. So I'm very very glad to have him. Hello, Ron. I'm glad you called us early. Hey, good you afternoon. It's Ron, the gourmet first caller. There you go. Okay. I was calling to talk about smothered pork chops. Uh, Scott Craig told me one time that his death meal the last meal that he would have if he knew he was leaving us, uh, smothered pork chops was on the menu. Anyway, so I decided to make smothered pork chops last night, and that was one of the best pork chops I've ever had. So tell me how you do a smothered pork chop, because I, I have I have sort of a, a side dish to that. So tell me about smothered pork chops. How would you do it? Okay, the first thing I do is I make a gravy. Just make a brown gravy. If you don't feel like, uh, you know, browning some flour and adding some chicken stock and doing it yourself, just just grab some, uh, you know, on-the-shelf brown gravy mix and just follow the directions. So I, I get the gravy in a nice pan, okay? And then 
I take another pan, and I take my pork chops out, and I salt, pepper, and garlic powder them on both sides. I let it that sit for a few minutes so it can kind of soak in. And then I put my pan on medium heat, and all I'm going to do is I'm just going to add a little bit of butter, a little bit of olive oil, just to coat the bottom of the pan. I take the pork chops, I put them in on each side for probably three minutes. We're just golden browning them just a little bit, okay? No flour, just straight pork chop. And then once they're browned on both sides, I drop them in the gravy, okay, which, which I've seasoned with salt, pepper, and whatever you like. And then I, I, last night, I put them in the oven on 300 for about 35, maybe 40 minutes. And I actually just did it uncovered because I had enough gravy. And they were super soft, and there was so much gravy, I could have probably tossed in some rice or some mashed potatoes had it been cooked and probably just eaten right out of the pot. It was so good. Yeah, that sounds really good. I would put that anyway, over your, mac and cheese. Your side mm-hmm. dish. I'm anxious to hear it. Okay, well, wait. I want to go back to what you said. You know, I don't know why you wouldn't, and I mean, it's your dish, so I'm just, just listening to you. It seems to me that if you're going to do a dish that features a certain kind of meat, that the essence of the dish should be that meat rather than another meat, you know, like a chicken stock. So sure. So if you were going to do a pork chop, if I was doing what you're doing, I would put the pork chops with their requisite fat in the pan and sear it and then have some of the fat and the essence of the pork in there and then sear it enough to where you put some water in and then you get like an au jus and then I would make the gravy from the pork au jus rather than using chicken stock. Does that make sense? It makes a lot of sense. I left the fat on. I never trim pork chops and I uh, I did have to deglaze that pan (laughs) when I finished so there was actually Uh quite a bit of brown goodness as Tom would say that uh, went from the deglazed pan right into the uh, the big pan with the uh, you know with the uh, the flour and the stock yeah so essentially anyway. what you're doing is is cooking like a like pork chops is sort of a, um, I want to say a stewed chicken or something your stewed pork chops is what you're doing yes now one thing you could have done is uh, before you got get started take that pan that's going to go in the oven and I would cut up a whole bunch of new potatoes right in half. Those are those little potatoes, or I would get some of those gold potatoes that, that, that have that natural butter flavor in them. And I would probably just cut those in half. I'd coat the whole bottom with that, and I'd get that started in the oven covered at 375 for probably 30 minutes. I'm going to take that out. I'm going to uncover it, and then I'm going to dump my gravy all over those potatoes. And then when I pan sear my uh, pork chops, really just to sear them, I'm going to dump those right in. I'm going to deglaze that pan. I'm going to dump that right in. I'm going to season it, give everything a big stir, put the aluminum foil back in, and now I'm going to lower my heat to 300, and I'm probably going to go for 25 minutes. And that way the whole meal, except for maybe your salad or your vegetable, is right in that pot. To me, a pork chop needs to have a sweet potato accompanying it. So I like pork chops with like collard greens, sweet potatoes, not, I'm just, uh, this is just me, okay? I mean, I'm not saying, you know, it's just, we're we're just, we're volleying back and forth here. Um, I love the idea of rice. 
But I also really like the idea of a gravy on mac and cheese. I mean, I almost never eat that, but boy, when I do, I really, really love it. I love a good brown gravy or like a chicken gravy on top of mac and cheese, but a pork gravy would do. That would definitely do. Sure. um, I started to say I have a side dish. My mother used to, and I make a lot of, I make fun of my mother and her cooking, but she did do a couple of things that I really, really loved. And one of the things that she did was stewed cabbage. She was really big on cabbage for some reason. I don't know. But I, uh, I hated her for it for a long, long time. And then I realized that um, she, had, she had so many different cabbage dishes. I don't know why she was really into it like that. But because she was English ancestry. And some German, so I guess that would be where it would be from. But anyway, um, she would take cabbage and uh, use those cheap cuts of pork, like, um, you know those pork spare ribs, but the cheap version, not the... Yes. Yeah, okay. I ate a lot of those growing up. So she would, she would sear those in a pan and put some onion in there and then take that mixture and put it in with raw cabbage and keep the heat low and just braise the whole thing together. And then the pork would fall off the bone into the cabbage. And, um, and that was something that I ate rather a lot. That sounds really good. Okay, yeah, I've got so an idea for you. Next time you that? buy some sweet potatoes at the store, buy some pork mm-hmm. chops. And what I want you to do is I want you to take those sweet potatoes and fully cook them in the oven and then cut them in half and spoon out that delicious orange sweet potato meat, okay? And when you have that in a bowl, drop that into your pan or your, 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 your pot that you're going to make your gravy and use mm-hmm. the sweet potato as the starch to make the gravy. Mm-hmm. So you're making a sweet potato gravy with maybe yeah. some pork stock, mm-hmm. and the, the sweet potato will thicken it up. Yeah. Okay, so you've, mm-hmm. got a, you've got a sweet potato gravy, and then add your pork chops to that and then throw that in the oven. Now you'll have uh, a sweet potato gravy. Have you ever done that? Yes. Paul Prudhomme, a long time ago, had a cooking show where he showed you how to make a gumbo using sweet potatoes as the roux. They're uh-huh. starch. They will thicken things up. I did it. It was phenomenal. It was funny eating an orange gumbo, but it was really good. It was a shrimp and turkey gumbo. Was it, was it sweet at all? Not at all. Yeah, because I don't really think of sweet potatoes. I don't know why they're called sweet potatoes, because I don't get sweet out of them unless people start putting all those marshmallows and, you know, uh, brown uh, sugar on it. I mean, when I do sweet potatoes, I always do them the same way. I pretty much cut them up into, like, uh, like big fries, you know, like steak fries. And then I have a bowl of... Um, olive oil, uh, some butter, melted butter, and then I put all the Indian spices in there, the turmeric, cumin, um, curry, ginger, nutmeg. What else is in that family? We anyway, need that to whole... channel Henry because Henry buys all of his spices in bulk. Yeah, I need to get some from Henry. So, and then I, I make like a little paste of that. And then I toss the raw uh, fingers of sweet potato in there and make sure they're all coated. And then I slow bake them in the oven. 
and uh, and then when they're you know I mash them after it's done. But you don't even have to mash them. But uh, but that's how I usually do sweet potatoes. Or I do them in a pan with a lot of butter and then bake them in a dish and then they get softer and more like a puree. But I always use those spices because I never usually cook with those spices and for some reason I did it once with sweet potato and I really like the way that comes out. But I might try that sweet potato uh, starch. That, that's actually I'll, a really good idea. I'll send mm -hmm. you a recipe on email. Okay, sounds good. Thank All you, right, Ron, show, the gourmet first caller. We're gonna take a break and we'll be right back after this. Bistro Orleans, it's back with its familiar classic New Orleans cuisine in a casual setting serving only Louisiana oysters and always wild-caught Des Almonds catfish. And the seafood boat, Carnival Time Lounge, has happy hour Wednesday through Friday. Bistro Orleans is open daily for a lunch at 11, dinner Wednesday through Sunday. Bistro Orleans, 3216 West Esplanade in Metairie, 304-304. One four six nine. I remember the day when someone at the radio station brought me a bottle of Cousin's salad dressing. It was made by a young couple in small batches, and it was delicious. I was proud to have them sponsor my show just as I am now, but the line has expanded since then to include an olive oil, an herb vinaigrette, fresh salsa, and blue cheese, as well as an original Creole tomato, a delicious dressing that also makes a great quick dip. Cousins Salad Dressings, in the produce section at your favorite store, CousinsProducts.com. The Crescent City Steakhouse has been a favorite since the first time I discovered it on Mardi Gras Day. This old-fashioned steakhouse hasn't changed much since it opened in 1934. I love the steaks. Here is prime beef, dry-aged in-house, a great T-bone or porterhouse steak. The Vojkovich family has welcomed generations of locals to this special place, and they'd love to welcome you. Crescent City Steakhouse, 1001 North Broad, 821-3271. I won't dance, don't ask me. I won't dance, don't ask me. I won't dance, madame, with you. True, but I'm not going to ask. 5569696 is the number. If you want to talk, we are here to do that with you about food only because that's what we do. It's a little respite from all the other news out there of the day, which can, you know, kind of depress you. Also, the rain, the constant, relentless rain. So we're talking about delicious things like like sweetening, a, not sweetening, but thickening a roux with sweet potatoes or braising and stewing pork chops, which sounds really good, especially on a day like this. What I'm doing right now is uh, there's been a, a chicken in the pot. Don, the gourmet neighbor, completely ruined supermarket rotisserie chickens for me a couple of weeks ago, which I'm grateful for, actually. I don't know about the dog because he was eating them regularly. But I do love rotisserie chicken, and I am probably not going to make my own rotisserie chicken, mainly because I don't have a rotisserie, and also because I'm just not going to go through that trouble. I mean, it's only me and Tom if he feels like eating it, but Tom wants to eat out all the time. So it's only me, basically, and the dog. So uh, I'm not going to do that. When I saw that there was a uh, rotisserie chicken on the menu for takeout at the commissary yesterday, I got one. And I didn't notice on the menu that it was a smoked chicken. I'm sure it was right there, but I just didn't see it as I often do. I just am looking right at something and I don't see it. So um, 
I got the rotisserie chicken, chicken thinking it was like a rotisserie chicken, but not a smoked one. But when I saw that it was a smoked chicken, I took a bite out of it, and then I looked at the label, and it said smoked chicken after I realized how very smoked it was, because I've got this great smoker there. I mean, this super cool smoker that was handmade by someone, and it's just like I want it so badly. Anyway, um, or something like it. So... Um, I, I took this chicken, it's got a lot of pepper on it, and it's very smoked, and I put it in a pot this morning, and I have been um, just sort of simmering it all day, and it really, it seemed like it needed to cook some more anyway, so it worked that I am able to cook it all day, but the kitchen smells like um, like a boiling chicken, and I'm looking forward to making a uh, chicken and andouille gumbo because this is kind of the weather for it. So uh, the idea of doing a roux and remembering a roux and how to do it, not that I forget, but uh, I have to go and get some vegetables and, and some andouille and I'm going to make a chicken gumbo. Tom told me a long time ago, because his mother was from Cottonport, he told me a long time ago that the country way of eating chicken gumbo was to put a half sweet potato in the bowl with the chicken gumbo. And that seems like a good thing to do. And I discovered something myself not long ago that I think really does kick up the chicken gumbo uh, to a different level. And um, I had some, un not andouille, but I had some boudin, and I just heated up the boudin and sliced it in a bowl and put the chicken gumbo on top of it. And then uh, it was like an extra dimension to the chicken gumbo. Are you joining us now, Tom? I'd like to. Oh, why don't you? I think that's a well, wonderful idea. Why not? <laughs> just have a seat, pull up the mic, put it close to your face, and let's Here go. go. Okay? Anyway, um... The, uh, the boudin is, it breaks down into just like seasoned rice, and then the gumbo on top of that makes it a much richer gumbo. So I kind of always now put boudin into, into the rice slot for chicken gumbo. Anyway, um, Manda, I think, makes a really good boudin. I'll bet you if the guys over at the commissary where I got the chicken in the smoker and had the most incredible andouille, they are making an unbelievably delicious andouille there. Uh, if they put their mind to doing a boudin, I'm sure it would be fantastic too. So uh, I'm looking forward to making chicken gumbo, something I haven't had in a very long time. I don't know, I don't know when I've made it last, but uh, I do like to make it and I really like to eat it even more. And it's one of the few things that my kids will jump on if they see it. 5569696 is the number if you would like to talk to us. We're here to do that. It's the Food Show, the reboot with Tom Fitzmorris and Marianne Fitzmorris. And Tom is probably at some point going to sit down with us, huh, Tom? A are fatality you planning, are with you? Are you planning you? to do that, Tom? I'm Just hoping sit down to. Here? I'm uh, figuring yeah. on uh, spending some time with uh, you and uh, the rest of us That's together. A great idea. Great idea. Okay, so Tom, today is <laughs> National Anchovy Day. Anchovy Day. Wasn't that the guy who used to be in the Saints? Maybe. No, Maybe. I don't know. But anchovies are a matter of 
controversy. It I would could say be. that anchovies could be a controversial food item. Well, what I was kind of uh, fun to think of what other sort of controversial foods there might be, but anchovies definitely would be among them. Mm-hmm. You are an anchovy eater, correct? Uh, every chance I get, I like them. Actually, mm-hmm. there are some people who wouldn't dream on eating one of those, uh, and uh, a lot of other people who uh, really hate it. But I love them. I think uh, they are, have a unique flavor. The only time I ever eat anchovies is when I make tapenade. Tapenades. Yes, I absolutely love, love, love tapenade. And I find it uh, impossible to uh, discover one that I don't really like. But I have done that, which has surprised me from time to time. But I have a pretty simple recipe for tapenade, which is... Uh, black olives, Kalamata olives, anchovies, capers, olive oil, and lemon juice. And you whirr that in your blender. And uh, what could be wrong with that? And you don't even have to get the specifics of it correct because it, it, olives are such a strong flavor that it's just wonderful. You can't, you can't go wrong with that. But I would never eat an anchovy just as an anchovy. And when I see an anchovy on an Italian salad, they immediately go to Tom. There are not many restaurants that serve anchovies on an Italian salad anymore, probably because nobody ever ate them and they could cut down a little bit on their cost by not serving them. Well, that little restaurant just, and it's not quite a restaurant either, on uh, Metairie Road, uh, the name of which scoops me at the moment. Known it. Italian? Italians, Italian and they get where they come from. It, it, on Metairie Road? It's largely... Also, another way you could look at it is uh, if you're getting uh, that uh, little, those little manali, what do you call them? Anchovies. Anchovies. Uh-huh. You'll find that throughout the entire Mediterranean Sea, uh-huh. and especially around Italy and uh, Italy, and well, that's Greece, two thing, isn't it? Greece, Italy, and, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, and then uh, the next thing you know, they've uh, really got something going on with that. So you like anchovies. Uh, according I do, yeah. to your almanac, the original Caesar salad did not have anchovies on it. Probably not. Do you remember writing that? I wasn't around. Uh, and if For the I, original <laughs> I was out trying to get a disc, uh, one of those things that, that with the different prices on it. But uh, anyway, we kept on going and uh, enjoying the life of living in a living human being, yeah. of which we have a lot of here. Distinctly powerful flavors. That is true of anchovies. I'm going to read what you wrote about it. This is National Anchovy Day. Even those who like anchovies are usually unaware of how many different species there are of these little fish Mm -hmm. found in most temperate seas worldwide. The ones that turn up in our Caesar salads and pizzas are cured in a brine, then parked in oil. The process creates the distinctly powerful flavors that aren't present in the fresh fish. It's comparable to what happens when a mild cheese ages into a sharp one. More anchovies go into the making of sauces than any other purpose. Fermented anchovies are the main ingredient in the fish sauces of Southeast Asia. The ancient Romans made a sauce called garum from anchovies. It was surprisingly like Vietnamese nuoc man. Worcestershire sauce, a British attempt to duplicate Asian fish sauces, also includes fermented anchovies as an essential ingredient. Anchovies turn up in unexpected places. There's a bit of it in the sauce for Oysters Rockefeller. I didn't know that. There's an anchovy in mm-hmm. Oysters Rockefeller? That what? There's anchovy in Oysters Rockefeller? 
Uh, you could put anything under anchovy. Well, that's what you say I mean, here. Uh-huh. Or uh, Rockefeller sauce. It huh. just lends itself to both of those back and forth. Well, I'm guessing sort. That, that the White Oysters Rockefeller was made based on your original assessment of how it was made back in the day when restaurants were far simpler and instead of an amuse-bouche, they had a pile of olives and celery and parsley and other kind of green items in the middle of the table for snacking. And then when it was necessary to create this dish, they just dumped all of that into a food processor and that's how they made. So maybe anchovies were part of that platter, Tom. Maybe that's how they wound up in that Oysters Rockefeller sauce. I think they've just been around a long time. Well, anyway, you have those who love them know that many kinds are available in well-stocked gourmet stores, varying in one size, flavor, and color. And that anything they touch gains an extra spark of flavor. Well, that's true, but you might not want that spark of flavor. I don't know. It's, and what is that flavor? Well, it look, they look hairy, you know. But like it's a hairy? Little tiny, no, they look hairy, but it's a little tiny bones. They're actually really good for you for calcium, aren't they? I would think so. Yeah, a lot of yeah. good things going in there. Not very little that's going to hurt you. So the question of the show today on September 23rd, can't yeah. believe that, but anyway, on September 23rd, the uh, question of the day is anchovies. Anchovies? Yes or no. I could have sworn that we just did that. Yes or no? Huh. Well, you we have, me. We have a controversy right here. For Tom, anchovies, the answer would be yes. And for me, not surprisingly, the, an- the answer would be no, unless you hide it somewhere. Mm-hmm. Anyway, whenever I see anchovies on a salad, and, and I don't see them much anymore, but I, I do occasionally see them, like at Pizza Man. The Italian salad has a little anchovy sitting on top of it. Five five six nine six nine six is the number. If you want to talk to us, we're here going down in the show. First half hour gone, so give us a call. We're talking about food. We are. As we always do. And the question of the day, anchovies, yes or no? We'll be right back after the Louisiana Radio Network News. Louisiana Radio Network, I'm Jeff Palermo. During a visit to LSU's campus, White House Coronavirus Response Coordinator Dr. Deborah Burke says the changes made to Louisiana's COVID-19 mitigation measures save lives. Burke says two and a half months ago, 80% of the parishes had over a 10% positivity rate on coronavirus tests taken, but there's been a decline in new cases since the mask mandate. And so really, we've learned from Louisiana that masks work. On July 11th, Governor Edwards called for a statewide mass mandate. Louisiana Senator John Kennedy says the Constitution does not prohibit the Senate from confirming a Supreme Court justice nominee, even though we are 41 days away from a presidential election. Kennedy sits on the Senate Judiciary Committee and says he's not looking for a judge to be a politician in robes. Uh, I want a judge who will tell us what the law is as passed by Congress, not tell us what the law ought to be. President Trump has said he'll nominate a new Supreme Court justice on Saturday. LRN. This is Secretary of State Kyle Ardwin. COVID-19 has altered the way we do elections this year. And while Hurricane Laura may have ravaged our state, it will not break our spirit. Our office is working around the clock with state and local partners to bring early voting sites and election day polling locations back online. For Louisianans displaced by Hurricane Laura, you can exercise your right to vote this fall. Displaced voters have the option to vote early, vote on election day, or vote absentee. If 
you are unregistered, there is still time to register at either your current address, temporary residence, or the home from which you evacuated. To address COVID-19 concerns, we will take every sanitary precaution necessary to ensure voters can safely cast their votes. This includes mandating personal protective equipment for poll workers and making masks available for voters who want one. Voting machines will be sanitized between uses and social distancing will be enforced. If you have questions about the November 3rd presidential election, visit GoVote.com or call our election information hotline at 1-800-883-2805. When you're awake, the things you think come from the dreams you dream. Thought has wings and lots of things are never what they seem. Yeah, that's me, Tom, and you get a little bit of it and more of it. What? 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 What Oh no, it's not the show of Tom. It's certainly not that. No, it's uh, it's the fun. It's the fun for, and the. um, It's a feed show. It's a feed show. A feed show and a feed show. Right, and so uh, I'm burling a chicken. And I'm burling and burling and burling Burling a chicken. I've been doing it all day. Boiling. And I hope it doesn't become like rubbery, but it's going to be kind of shredded anyway for the chicken gumbo. I'm super excited about that. Wonderful. Yes. All right. So we have uh, anchovies on the table, and that's it for now. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I would love to I would love to talk about anchovies because I think most people have a very strong opinion of them. And I'm curious if anyone eats them the way you do, where you just pick it up and put it in your mouth and eat it. What is it actually? T- I know. What I know is this what? Is really kind of embarrassing for me to be saying as one half of a food show. But what does it taste like, Tom? Oh, everybody loves it. <laughs> no, they really do. Whenever I run into people who I, uh, I have never met them it's before, so and within uh, about. Uh, uh, one minute uh, we've got a conversation going I am one of those people that McDonald's had in mind well we don't have to talk about they, them so we don't when they were developing the fish sandwich yeah and they said that what they derived from most people's comments was what they wanted a fish sandwich that didn't taste like fish so when I eat an anchovy, I want it to be hmm. something that uh, I want it to be something that doesn't taste like an anchovy. Oh. You know, it sounds like we have a surpriser. No, that, no. it was I, just a voice that came in. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. We so have. Yes. We need not worry. We have. Do we have a caller? Hmm. Henry. Henry. No. Yeah. Who is Hello. it? Hello. Don, Don, Don is here. Neighbor. I'm just Don. guessing, Don. I'm just guessing. The Ooh. answer to the question for you is yes. I missed yeah. the question. Oh, the question is, it's Fire a very one. simple question. Oh, anchovies. Anchovies. Anchovies, yes or no? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, see, because keep, hence keep, the name keep in mind, Gourmet. You, what? You, lo- you love, um, oh, help me, the briny little... Why am I at a loss today? What, you know sardines? What no, no. The, um, I know you like things. So I was going to say, boy, you uh, barking capers, up the wrong capers, tree. Capers. <laughs> oh, I capers. love capers. I do. I love well, capers. An- anchovies do to dishes almost the exact same things that capers do. They well, then that's why salty. I use capers instead. Yeah, well, yeah. Can, oh. can I uh, uh, 
quickly jump sure. in here. What what is it exactly that a uh, what was it that you were doing? You said capers do capers. to a dish exactly yeah. what an anchovy does. Yeah, I know the answer to that, but let's get it from a, an interesting version of it. Well, there's no fish in it. That's what I'm saying. So I mean, what if you, you have if you in, do the same thing with a caper and an anchovy, why not leave out the oily, slimy little fish well, and keep the caper? Well, because because you are adding oil and you are adding salt with, with and the, you are adding that yeah. little acidic taste. And the the anchovy totally melts away. It goes away. It, it almost to the point that it doesn't. But I know it's there. Out. Well, I promise you, it is in. Many, many things you and you do not know. I know, I know. And you know what? I know that it's in tapenade, but I love tapenade, so it doesn't matter as long as I can't see it. So, do you eat real Caesar dressing? I do. Uh, Yeah, you you know, and they're a unique flavor, and there's really nothing at all that's quite like that. In the flavor, which comes from typically the northern uh, part of uh, makers Italy. of mm-hmm. in in mini uh, I'm sorry Italy. not mini um, Italy. Italia oh, uh-huh. I- Italy and uh, right above that area uh, the, there's all these bushes and when you get the these little BBs at the end you have you gotten yourself some okay right you we have now them. have some capers okay now and all what the about rest. sardines if you're eating little fish out no. of cans yeah. Okay. No, I don't. I, that's I don't stronger. Think that's yeah, stronger. it's much stronger, okay. Okay. and I don't think they melt. And I'm, you know, when you look at a, when you look at an anchovy, it's it's, you know, there's no skin there. You know what I mean? Mm. Yes. And when you look at a sardine, there is. And I just my my dad used to eat those when we were kids, and uh-huh. they yeah. packed in like tom- tomato sauce. You remember that? Uh-huh. And mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, the smell alone used to kill me. <laughs> I couldn't take the smell. I don't think I, so. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. So I did want to pick. I did want to pick another bone with you. That's kind of funny. Oh, let's hear it. Roast, what? roasting yeah. a chicken and boiling a chicken are two different things. Yeah. Yes. And when, and when you boil that chicken, I mean, I don't know what method you're using, but all you're doing is boiling all of the flavor out of the chicken. You're making broth. Well, that's exactly what yeah, I want to be making. There's, there's two okay. very different things. I'm making chicken gumbo from the smoked chicken from commissary. Okay, mm-hmm. so you're not e- so you're not actually going to eat this chicken. I am going to eat it in the in the, uh, in chicken the gumbo. gumbo because okay. the the smoky now, flavor gotcha. is so intense that I think right. I'm going to make a lot of chicken gumbo here and put it in the freezer mm-hmm. because it's really smoky. Yeah, good idea. Yeah. Yeah. So yes, yeah, that's idea. what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. Okay. Have you had the rotisserie chicken? Uh, yes, I have. It is very smoky. You're right. As long as you're it's using capers. Very, very, very smoky. Now, Don, I have a question about the commissary for you. Have you mm-hmm. noticed that they need to find a salt shaker there? I have never. Oh, yes. Yes. Well, but keep in mind the things that I have bought. Um, the only, two, the only thing I got there that was cooked came with that raw Chateaubriand that I bought. Mm-hmm. And, and that was the cream spinach, and that was uh, some, some type of potatoes. Well, okay. I, I had to adjust the seasoning on both of those, yes. You did? I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah I absolutely. was surprised at how, like, the, the French fries came to the table, and there was no salt on them. And I, was, I said, can we have some salt for this? Because, I mean, if you're going to be bad enough to eat French fries, for heaven's sake, put salt sure. on them. You know, well, so and I found actually, that also I had a little bit of the mac and cheese last night and the yeah. chicken and I thought they could use a little salt on their food. And I'm not a big well, salt person. I used to be 
assault mm-hmm. fanatic. And then I cut mm-hmm. it out about 10 years ago. Yeah, you know, uh, I, we, I, we went, I, uh, oh, like I'm sorry. So Keep go on ahead. going. Good, good. Uh, for the first, oh, give me uh, about uh, 12% of the conversations we would have on this radio show mm-hmm. uh, on every category. And the, what would come out of that was uh, really unusual and, and full of things you would not have thought of in your mind. And when you go back, which is what a little, a lot of in the last two, three or four weeks, mm-hmm. uh, I've been amazing how much people, uh, people who call us up and ask us a question or give us an answer. Uh, we have uh, had a lot of interesting stuff over there. If you haven't enjoyed it yet, or if you ever just looked at it, it's the <laughs> nomenu.com is the the the, the, the beginning of it, company. but what, it's also uh, AKA. Um, uh, so you're trying to compliment Don, saying that he's a good caller. Yeah, I think that, you're that'll right, work Tom. just I fine. Think yeah, Don is a good caller. There you go. yeah, well, let's let, <laughs> well, thank you. well rip, let her rip. Let's go. Other than anchovies, because we got you off on anchovies. What was your well, no, I, of your I did. I, I I thought you were trying to boil a chicken when you thought you were roasting one. Oh, so the I had chicken. To okay. That. okay. I, I missed the. And you know, there, there's another. I've never eaten in the commissary itself, so I can't really speak to the salt there physically. But, you know, there's another place, and I haven't been in quite a while, Sylvain. Mm-hmm. And there are no salt shakers. There are no peppers. You know, you get a salad, and there's nothing. And mm-hmm. when you ask, you get a little <laughs> bit of an attitude. You get, and they, they, you get a spice shaming. Spice yes, shaming? And then what they, they bring two little... Making you feel bad because you think their food isn't spiced enough, I guess, is what, is what she meant by that. But... Mm-hmm. Then they bring you that what amounts to this little finger bowl full of salt and a finger bowl full of pepper that summarily must, I'm hoping, is thrown away after I leave. <laughs> so n- uh. now, we've, now we've wasted salt, we've wasted yeah, pepper, right. and you just could have put the damn thing in a shaker and been done. Uh, yeah, really, you know? really. Well, you know, that's the kind of that's the kind of restaurant that is. You know, it's like you can tell the, the you can tell a lot if you're really really observant. You mm-hmm. can tell a lot about the owners of restaurants just by observing things. Now, yeah. they do have a good bur- they do have a good burger there. I mm-hmm. must say. Mm-hmm. They have a, a great burger at Commissary. I really liked the burger. Oh, I haven't had it yesterday. Yeah, yeah. yeah how how it. is it made? Is it is it thick? Is it thin? It's the two patty. It's the hip. It's the hip way. The oh, okay. two the two like thin the patties burger. with the American cheese. As a matter of fact, that's what they call it—the smash burger. That's oh, what that, they call that is it. from mm-hmm. that is from Smash Burger. So they're yeah. That's their that's yeah. the real names. I got you. Well, it's from it's from you. a lot of them. I mean, Five Guys does that. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, there, a lot of them do that. So. Yeah, yeah. That's but it not was my favorite uh, way to uh, it was good. I thought. I thought. I, I don't good. need. I, I don't need two patties of anything. You know what I mean? I know. Agreed. So. <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. All right, guys. You have a great. You have a great day. Thank you. You too. Thanks. Thanks always for joining us call. again. Call yes. us again anytime you feel like it. We're, you're always welcome here. He would you know definitely that. qualify uh, for your um, assessment, Tom, of the contributions made by clever people calling the food show. Huh? <laughs> wait, wait, run that by again. <laughs> we need all the clever I'm, we can get. Five, five, six, I'm an nine, asshole. Six, what? what? No, I, I, no it, that was about to go through or something, but I oh, cut it off grief. before it had. Oh, good grief. Turns okay. out that wasn't Tom. what they were coming for at all. <laughs> Tom, it, it had, 
Um, had to give a, a There is a, a quote in here. We have just enough time for like a little oh. blurb. Well. Your words to eat by in your almanac today, quote, Americans can eat garbage provided you sprinkle it liberally with ketchup, mm. mustard, chili sauce, Tabasco sauce, cayenne pepper, or any other condiment which destroys the original flavor of the dish. That was Henry Miller. I thought that, I didn't realize that Henry Miller... Well, I guess so. How long's Tabasco been around? A hundred years? Tabasco? Uh, that's yeah, a good Tabasco question. Yeah, has Tabasco been around a hundred years? And usually, I could just open up. Because I know that up. Henry Miller was in the early part of the twentieth century, I would so be able to um, show you this. Well, I can always look the it up. The logo. I can always is, look uh, it up. Right over here. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I, I think that's a true, true statement. I think Americans love to eat garbage. I am a, a proud garbage eater myself. Uh, and that's just kind of the way we eat, unfortunately. I, I call it fake American food, which is kind of exactly what it is. You have a deaf dining rule, Tom, number 196. The more, the more uh, bottled sauces are on the table in a steakhouse, the worse the steak will be. These are common sense things, folks, I think. Something in short supply today. We will be back after these messages. <laughs> Parish Coffee is a small-batch, handcrafted blend of carefully selected Central and South American beans, skillfully roasted to produce a coffee that is aromatic when you open the bag, robust when it's brewed, and very smooth and mellow when you drink it. This is a coffee that will take you through the day, a gourmet roast without the gourmet price. Pick up a bag where you shop or go to parishcoffee.com and see the full line. Parish Coffee. Hashtag wake up to parish. The New Orleans Ice Cream Company offers a true taste of New Orleans in every bite. This is ultra-premium ice cream whose flavors are inspired by everything we love to eat in New Orleans. Twelve specialty flavors like Café Olé and Beignets, Bananas Foster, Creole Cream Cheese, Punchatula Strawberry, Coffee and Chicory, and Chocolate City. Remember that? Don't miss the po'boy ice cream sandwich, New Orleans Ice Cream, at stores all around town. See all our products at NewOrleansIceCream.com. Have you ever eaten something? new and wondered where it had been all your life? We thought that about Double D Sausage after having it at a friend's house. But restaurants all over town serve it in their gumbo, red beans and jambalaya. It's made right in Bogalusa and the company is in its third generation. Double D Sausage is a light smoke pure pork sausage with notes of sage and other spices. Try the regular mild and hot and new flavors like the Cajun variety and jalapeno and cheddar. Double D Sausage in stores all all over town. Autumn in New York. Why does it seem so inviting? Yeah, something like that. Five five six nine six nine six is the number. We're just shooting the breeze here on this nasty, rainy, yucky day of, mm-hmm. of a string of them, and talking about food, which is a wonderful thing to make you happy and feel all warm Being and happy. fuzzy it's inside. All it's, it's all of and what's And I've got good. a chicken burling on the stove, and mm-hmm. uh, and it's it it makes you feel good. So let's talk to Steve, who wants to join us in that. Steve, hey, come on in. After Monday night, I wanted to shoot Breeze. You did? Why is that? Cause Steve? Because of the Saints game. Because of what? The Saints, the Saints game. game. Uh-huh. Yeah. Drew, Drew Breeze. I, I wish I could say I watched it, but I didn't. Anyway, oh, go ahead. Shame on you. Okay. What I really called for was, Henry, I beat Henry. He was going to tell you, but he said since... <laughs> 
Y'all have to pay I actually him to got two him. texts, so you're you're late already. I got I have people Tobacco, texting me throughout the 1868. Yep, that's right. That's right. Yeah. So it was. Long I didn't know it, but I have Noah. little I have little cheap helpers. They send me texts. Okay, so I guess well, I don't a, need a to lot call to work anymore. On, huh? No, Steve. I got. I don't. No. I don't need to call anymore. Okay. No, please don't construe My, that from what I said. No, I'm. I don't know what I'd do without you. <laughs> well, how late is it that we came to this business? Life, woman. <laughs> Little and low. you and you know how much I mean that very sincerely. Yeah, I do, I do, I do. Okay. Uh, by the way, Nicole sent me some crystal hot sauce in my care package, which was real cool. Uh, yes. So yes, and, she's and, uh, and she's ready to coffee and. It was. It was. Amazing. Hey, let's talk about that. Are you Are you ready to go with that subject? You need to call her tomorrow. Yeah, I will. She would love to hear from you. Yeah, I will. Okay. You know, unless I'm in jail. She puts or a lot of work into tell, her into her swag bags. She's very thoughtful. Obviously, puts a lot of work into those. Obviously, you like it's Sicily? really obvious. Or, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, what what topic did you want me to go into, Tom? I oh. Oh, he wants to go into Union Coffee, but Union you haven't coffee. answered the question that everyone is going to be fronted with who calls the show today. It's a very simple yes or no question. Anchovies, anchovies? yes or no. Uh, and what, what's the salad that they make with anchovies? Caesar. Yeah. I don't yeah, mind and, them and, in that. You know, it's one of those things that if you want the Caesar salad, yeah, it's going to have to have anchovies. I don't want it on a pizza. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's uh, very uh, very Italian, that's for sure. But there are plenty of other things to talk about over there. Throughout that whole show, there, it's uh, more than I was uh, ready to see well, when Steve I was up there really yesterday. Well, the question. He was very wishy-washy. I think anchovies is one of those things that you you feel very strongly about one way or the other. Yeah, well, but it's, I was just talking to a friend of mine about liver. I don't like liver. Liver? And he said, he said, but when I make my dirty rice, and I said, well, okay, I, you know, dirty rice has to be in liver. I mean, liver Our has, liver to, be has to be in dirty rice. rice. <laughs> uh, it has to be in boudin. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I don't mind yeah. it, but I, I'm not going to just cut a piece of liver, you know, take a, a chicken liver and eat it or... You and I are the same liver. mind. We'll eat yeah. it if it's disguised. Yeah, That's a good start because that is a wonderful place to be anytime. If it's Absolutely. option number three. All right, so Tom wants you to talk about Union Coffee. Is that right, Tom? Union Coffee, Union coffee, coffee and, and uh, chicory. Uh-huh. It, uh huh. It was originally put together at. Am, am I putting this in place? Because I know a lot about it. Of course. Yeah. Okay, so you go to. Uh, uh, you are at the airport, and uh, not the airport at the uh, at the at the marker. Uh, you don't have to be anywhere. Just go ahead. Yeah, what just about, go what? over there, and uh, you get a look on it. And what you have here is it's a five. Uh, uh, let's see. I had this all figured out. The um, Union Coffee. Union Coffee. It's it's chicory coffee, a hundred percent coffee, and. Because of the taste of the people in New Orleans, there are a lot of people uh, that really prefer a coffee like that. Even people who like coffee and chalkery, this one will take you another few rates. 
And uh, it was my favorite one. But here was what was getting me. You know one of those big, big supermarkets we've had expanding lately? We won't get into that and what is about them. But the, 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 our own, our local, the... the Dorignex? What? Dorignex? No, no. It was the... Um, was that same Union Coffee? Union Coffee. Uh-huh. I cooked it up last night for the first time since I took this brand new bag out of the uh, bagger. Uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, there it was. It tasted great as usual. It has that unique, somewhat red color to it. That's I've always noticed that about uh, uh, that coffee. So anyway, uh, it was in the big supermarket, and everybody seemed to have it. Although the, some of those big, big, big fifty thousand. Uh, uh, versions of it. I think I'm going to see if I can chase down some of the local people and say, hey, be a little more present, could you? Okay. Because it's unique you to New Orleans me, and I love stuff like that. Wait, what'd you say? You do need me. <laughs> <laughs> like none of you could possibly imagine. We, That's we, it. We like, what do you mean exactly by that, possibly darling? Possibly imagine. So I want to I want to put a disclaimer on what Tom just said. If you are not young and hip, or young thinking and hip, uh, you can drink Union, and if you are, drink Parish. Okay, Parish. Well, <laughs> oh, uh, Tom's you know, been drinking Parish, oh, not oh, knowing oh, that it's Parish, I'm, and I'm, raving about it, and then he gets his hands on some Union coffee, and it's just right back to where he was, Mister Old Fart. Go ahead. I'm I'm glad yeah, well, that I'm, somebody called up and brought up that subject of the. Of uh-huh. the para, uh, parish coffee, parish yes. That's a very well, good local, completely local <laughs> operation. And uh, I, More I, important, they're an advertiser. Well, Is they're it? an advertiser. I didn't, I didn't know that. I uh, am yeah, you can't sale. tell me I've been cheating you. Cause. And I want to be clear. Uh, people are advertisers on this show only because we really love what they're oh, doing. Oh, I agree. Okay? I believe I that. Want to be, I want to be clear about that. I mean, I don't uh, have any idea what a cup of parish coffee tastes like because I've never had... A cup of coffee in the entirety of my life. Well, I'm, you said young or young thinking. I think I'm kind of young thinking, but I'm yeah. not young. I'm getting ready to have a birthday. And you know how old I'm going to be, Marianne. It's real close to how old you are. Uh. But you won't admit it. <laughs> uh, well, congratulations. When is your birthday? Uh, Monday. Is yours oh, is Monday. Monday. Okay. Oh, good yeah. for you. Well. Yeah, I guess well, it's happy. that you're still having them. Wait a minute. Let me see what day that is. Hang on a second. Uh-huh. Yeah, you share a birthday with an ex-fiancé of mine. I do? You do? Well, call him up, tell him to come over, and we'll have some... Uh, uh, You'll toast re- me. How's that? Woodward Reserve. <laughs> which is a very yes, fine bourbon. I just realized we'll talk that. talk about you. I talk about it. <laughs> yeah, he and I yes. sit around and drink Woodward Reserve bourbon and talk about you. There you go. All right. And we may he's even not call here. I show. actually don't know where he is, but he's he's not here. So. Oh. Anyway. Okay. Well, do I share a birthday <gasps> with anybody oh, yes. else? Wait, what? Do I know do I anybody else? Share a birthday else? with anybody else? I don't know. Does anyone else have a birthday on September twenty eighth? I bet you somebody does. I think they do. I bet money. I'm kind I of bet. disgusted. Hey. I uh, have to say, I'm kind of disgusted so at the what? number of people that are encroaching on my birthday, which Where's is yours? such an easy day to remember, December seventh. Oh, and I the, couldn't remember that. 
everyone can remember. But my the the guy, the aforementioned ex-fiance used to joke with me that December 7th was a day that would live in infamy for so many reasons. But anyway. Oh, that um, was sweet. <laughs> Wait a minute. If so, those are various birthdays, the 6th of uh, the coming month is dated uh, to... Uh, it's, it's your birthday. It's my birthday, yeah. yeah. But it's so, not but, the coming but, month. It's, it's the coming months. month. It's quite a ways off. It's four months. <laughs> Who is going to really bring so that anyway, up? So anyway, one of the people that is sharing my birthday, how Freudian is this? My daughter-in-law. Oh. It, she has the same birthday <laughs> so? as you? She has the same birthday. Well, hmm. my uh, nephew has the same birthday as his grandmother, which is pretty cool. That That was a... Well, that's not the nice. same as having a daughter-in-law and mother-in-law. You know what I'm saying? That's that's a little. Well, no, it's not the same, but you know. Yeah. And then and now I have a little. I have a little grandnephew that has my birthday too. It's like, wait, what's going on here? Anyway. Well, and it's not a show people. about birthdays. What? Okay, and how old are you gonna be? Twenty-nine. Oh no, sorry. I'm I'm sorry. Thirty, because I've been twenty-nine. Yeah, you've been. Well, allow you to and do how that. old is Jude? <laughs> Jude is 31. 31. That doesn't work. I Wonderful can't believe it. That doesn't, it doesn't work. So, somebody's lying. <laughs> Either you or Jude. I'm not sure. No one's lying, Steve. No one's lying. <laughs> All right. Well, Wait, what? happy birthday to me. Uh, happy birthday to you, Steve. What did you say, Henry? I just wanted to let uh, Steve know that he does share a birthday with a local celebrity, Little Wayne. So oh, there's there always go, that. Steve. Oh, man, that's my buddy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Same energy, I think. Same energy. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I'm All right. Call Lil Wayne it's up. not we'll the birthday together show. And yeah. Lil Wayne and I are going to be partying. We'll, we'll, there you go. I'll call you all on my birthday. Well, I wish you would. I wish you would. Me we'll, and Lil we'll, Wayne. Well, you know what? You're both musicians, so, you know. Yeah, you yeah. that's what was you meant could. by mean little guy. At some point. Anyway. Well, okay, well, me and Lil Wayne will call you on my birthday, and y'all can sing to us. Good, well, thank you oh, for wait, this. Wait, wait, Steve, before you Rap go, do you have any big... Though. Okay, do you have any big plans for your birthday, like any special place that you're going after you call us and have drinks with Lil Wayne? No, because it's a Monday. So? And most... Really, most of my favorite restaurants aren't open on Monday. Yeah, most of everybody's so, favorite restaurants aren't open. On right, Monday. right. So yeah. I might just celebrate that Saturday, Sunday, this week and next week, just to push my luck. Well, of course you should, because uh, you, not me, are getting up there. So my question, <laughs> my, my question to you is, can't you find some Middle Eastern place that's worth driving to? Oh, wait, wait, you know where you should go? Where? You should go to Saj across the lake. Where? Where? What is it? S-A-J. Let me see if they're open. S-A-J. I was thinking about going it. to Nashville for some uh, <laughs> That's Kurdish food. <laughs> you should. You should. Wait, let me see if you don't have to go that far. Hang on a second. Let me see if they are open, because if they are, you should go there. Absolutely. That's a good birthday place for you. They're not going to be open on Monday. Well, I don't know. Let's Unlikely, see. Let's yeah. see. Let's see. Um you're gonna break my heart if they're not. If I'm, if they're not open. Yeah, you're gonna break okay. my poor little heart. 
Yeah, I know. You know what I have to do? I'm gonna have to. I'm what? gonna have to call over there. We'll call over there. It's S A J. It's the bread that you would really love. Can, the bread is me off the air, just like Doug used to do. So it, <laughs> it's so good. You have you have to go check it out. It's Saj okay. on Magazine. Okay. I'm gonna right. look, I'm gonna look up and see if they're open, and then I'll let you know. Okay. So All right. Later. Listening. Stay tuned. All right. Take care. It, Bye. It's the lovely. food show. Wait. What did you say, Henry? Oh. Okay. <laughs> All right, uh, we are going to be back after the top. We don't have Stan Meadows today. Stan is in Vegas having too much fun. Actually, he has an appointment he has to keep. So we'll talk to him next week, and we'll hear all about his Vegas escapades. What stays in Vegas does not stay in Vegas with Stan here with us. 556-9696, we'll be back. Top of the hour news time. The best place for cutting-edge news and talk about southeastern Louisiana is the John Mason Show. Every Tuesday and Wednesday at 1 p.m. on WGSO 990 AM, broadcasting live from the heart of New Orleans, Louisiana. Conflicts of interest between the Bidens and Ukraine. Finding that Hunter Biden's position on the board of a Ukrainian energy company, Burisma Holdings, was problematic and that the warnings about his role were ignored by the Biden administration. Kentucky Attorney General Daniel Cameron is calling the death of Breonna Taylor a tragedy. A grand jury is charging former Louisville police detective Brett Hankinson with three counts of wanton endangerment in the first degree. The grand jury voted to return an indictment against Detective Hankinson for three counts of wanton endangerment for wantonly placing the three individuals in apartment three in danger of serious physical injury or death. And you're listening to USA Radio News. Fifth Season Financial is a licensed lender, not available in all states. Visit fifthseasonfinancial.com for details. Are you or a loved one suffering financial hardship as a result of an advanced stage illness like cancer, Alzheimer's, or ALS? Are the financial side effects of your medical fight reducing your quality of life and causing stress and worry? Did you know that you could be eligible for a special loan to access funds locked up in your life insurance policy? Text the word LIVE to 411411 now. Fifth Season may be able to help you address your financial needs through our Funds for Living program. This simple-to-use program helps you access value that is locked up in your life insurance policy by lending you money against the face amount of your policy. This loan is not like other loans where you need to make monthly payments, and it only gets repaid out of the proceeds of the life insurance policy. Visit FifthSeasonFinancial.com slash radio and get approved quickly. If you need financial help, have an advanced stage illness and a life insurance policy, text LIVE to 411411. Text the word LIVE to 411411. Democratic presidential nominee Joe Biden visiting the battleground state of North Carolina. Biden in Charlotte saying the economy is struggling to recover as the coronavirus outbreak continues. You have 30 million people on unemployment. Yet 20 million people figuring whether or not they can pay their mortgage payment this month. And you got millions of people who are worried that they're going to be thrown out in the street because they can't pay their rent. Some House Democrats are again pushing to renew efforts for a second round of $1,200 stimulus checks after broader talks have largely stalled. The economic impact payments must be made because the rent must be paid. That's according to Democratic Congressman Al Green. Green making those comments during a House panel hearing with Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin and Fed Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell. House Democrats and Senate Republicans both put forward proposals that differ in cost and scope. This is USA Radio News.
Are you tired of high cable TV rates? Sign up for Dish today and get a $500 bonus offer while supplies last. Plus, lock in your price for two years guaranteed. Call All-American Dish, your Dish-authorized retailer now. 800-610-5739. 800-610-5739. That's 800-610-5739. Offers require credit qualification, 24-month commitment, early termination fee, and auto pay. Restrictions apply. Call for details. Going a little bit more in depth on the Breonna Taylor case, Kentucky Attorney General David Cameron says the Breonna Taylor warrant was not a no-knock warrant. He explains. Evidence shows that officers both knocked and announced their presence at the apartment. The officer's statements about their announcement are corroborated by an independent witness who was near in a proximity to apartment four. In other words, the warrant was not served. Often on rains have been light. It'll accumulate continuously over the next couple of days, and some of it could become heavy at times. Likely we'll get rounds tonight, tomorrow, so the flood watch continues. And then gradually diminishing late Thursday and Friday, the scattered activity as we get closer to the weekend. It'll be getting a little warmer too each day. 70s tonight, low 80s tomorrow. Low to mid-80s with rounds of showers or thunderstorm on Thursday as well as Friday. Ralph Sanji, WGSL. CDC is working to help keep you and your community safe from the threat of a novel or new coronavirus. There are steps you can take now to get ready if an outbreak occurs in your community. Make a household plan. Older adults and people with chronic medical conditions are at greater risk. Take extra steps to protect them. Think about what you will do if there are changes to your work schedule. Practice good health habits, such as frequently washing hands with soap and water, staying home when sick, and covering coughs and sneezes. For more information, visit cdc.gov. Makes you feel good. And here we go again with more of the food show and lots of uh, wonderful people who you're going to get to know and get to love. And some good uh, little pieces of different kinds of, I don't know. Little food talk. Food talk is Different exactly kinds of what food I meant. Talk. That's what That's I'm here for, babe. Perfect, That's what perf- I'm here for. Perfect. Perfect. I take thing. finishing your spouse's go. sentence to a new height. And here we are. Well, uh, good hearing from you. Uh, and uh, you know, we don't hear from you too much. You're talking to me. Yeah. Yeah. The boss. Uh, <laughs> let's see. What do we call him? The <laughs> goober of the. Wait a minute. That's not it. Help me. Five five six nine six nine six is the number. We're talking about food. I think they hear from me pretty much, Tom. I think they hear from me pretty, pretty much. Oh, well, there's no question. I want to about say that. this to Steve if you're still listening. My very valuable texting brigade sent me a note that Saj is indeed open on Monday. So let me give you a piece of advice that right. I never learned myself. Which piece? Call the restaurant. Uh-huh. And make sure that they're open on Monday because Google is not to be trusted in this time of COVID. Uh, so anyway, um, I have found that a lot of times it will say that it's open, it's not open, and vice versa. So check with the restaurant. But considering that you are as enamored as you are of that type of cuisine, I heartily suggest to you that on a special occasion like your birthday, you should go have that kind of food in a glamorous environment like Saj. It's on Magazine Street. 
next to Saffron Nola. And uh, you will have a great meal of your favorite in all the world kind of cuisine. So, you know, we had uh, a few minutes ago uh, from one of our, well, it was our, our important. Uh, uh-huh. For, what about anyway, uh, uh, about the way that we're uh, getting some new uh, uh, items to put on our uh, buffet. Buffet, yeah. Thank uh-huh. you for telling me that. And, uh, having Actually, it's a buffet today. A buffet, okay. Uh-huh. A bu- a buffet it can be a buffet. Sometimes the buffet. show is a buffet, and that, sometimes it's a yeah. buffet. Well, anyway, uh, what this brings to my mind, if, if you have two things, one of them is has um, very narrow uh, stretches, uh, and when you put something on top of them, again, a little stitchy, and you hit it, that kind of gives a little rise on it. And then you have it to clear your voice while you're trying to get some ideas off, which around here, you know, that's a, actually an important ice, ice uh, matter. But anyway, yeah. we, we played a lot of that so far today. And if you have any good examples of what I just said, if you can possibly uh, scratch the head of your head, uh, tell me know how bad it was. What, what you just said? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't think you want anyone to answer that, Tom. I think you'd no? much prefer someone to answer the question, anchovies? Yes. Well, I love no. those. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yes. Let's try not to answer that question that Tom asked, whatever that was. Mm-hmm. Five five six nine six nine six is the number. We're doing nothing here but the usual, which is blathering on about food. But it's fun because it's a nice little respite from everything else out there. And we like to talk about food and we like to mm-hmm. think about food and we like to eat food. And we assume, if you're listening, that you like to do those things too. And if you would like to report uh-huh. something or ask a question about something, we will try to answer it. Yeah. And we will listen very, very carefully to what you have to say mm-hmm. but you do have to answer that question about anchovies first if you calls because if you call because anchovies is what i would call a controversial food item well did we do it i'm trying all, to think of what right other controversial food items there would be yeah. blue no. cheese is a controversial blue food cheese. item do you like blue cheese love blue cheese Trying to think of some other controversial food items where you could actually get into an argument about someone about whether or not something is good. Anchovies would absolutely be on that list. Blue cheese, I think people have strong opinions about. What else? If you have a strong opinion about something and you are alone in liking it or fear that you may be alone in liking it or not liking it, uh, I would like to know about it. I'm trying you know, to rack my brain right now about some other food items that people feel very strongly about one way or the other. What? I'm just going to let you uh, play with this as long as you want to uh-huh. uh, for the next couple of minutes because I had something else that was that was unrelated to what you were saying, so I don't want to mess either one of them up. Uh-huh. But I'll, I'll return that in a minute. Uh, this is the food show on the... You know, uh, lately I've had... Uh, this needs a little gober at the end of it. The Food uh, Show and WGSO, the reboot of the Food mm. Show. After 32 years oh. doing this, Tom moved over to his place of origin in broadcasting, which was WGSO. It's not the same frequency, but it's the same call letters, and uh, you're kind of back where you started. So, That's 556-9696, after an illustrious, very lengthy career. Tom, your <laughs> Edible Dictionary word of the day is... Yep. Worcestershire sauce. Ah, 
just really owned. There's only one in the whole world. There's the Maxified. Wait, that's that's not one. I absolutely love Worcestershire. Yeah. I love Worcestershire sauce, but I try not to think about what's in it. Let's go to the phones. We have a caller on the line. Okay. Who is Someone it? in the line. Oh, AWG. We love him. Hi. Step right up, uh, hey. Owen. Okay, before you go into anything that you called for, yeah. let me ask you this. What do we Did have? I promise you something and you didn't get it? Uh, who doesn't not no, have No, I want to know if I did. Correct. If I, if I promised you. I, I, I know not, I promised it I to you. I did not get it. Okay. Now, I Everybody think there's gets. someone that gave that, that I don't have a correct email for. So I, would you please, would you please um, tell Henry again? And then I will promise that it goes out today. Mm -hmm. Okay. Because I had okay. three emails right. and one of them was not correct and so when i contacted that person it kept coming back to me so i don't know if that's you or not okay wasn't okay. me what right. was it anyway right. okay moving on somebody all right. in the background so there was about to saying something what hello he there is. AWG Come on wants in. to say something sure fire away. all right first Mary of all uh, about what to see a sauce i gotta really uh i use it on occasion and I'll tell you, I, I, I put it in hamburgers, but yes. not a lot, why not? just a little, just a little, huh? Everybody's I got I said, it. why not? It's good. I put just enough, just uh -huh. enough with, with a little Tony's, a little salt and pepper, and it makes the best burgers you'll ever eat. I believe it. I put it in and Sloppy Leon Joe's. Leon. Well, what? that's the same thing. That's the same thing. Say that again. Lee and Perrin's Lee and Worcestershire Perrin. sauce. It's the same yeah. thing. And the, they came from exactly the same Did source. Did I say something shocking, AWG? Well, yeah. One, uh, Is he still no. what's, what's, what's their name again? I'm sorry. AWG. AWG. G. That's who you have in Radius Gar. <clears throat> it, it's the same thing. Okay. And, uh, yeah. and so if Wait, you... Wait, it's uh, the same thing? Wait. I miss it. The yeah. same thing as Lee and Perrin's is the same thing as what? Lee and Perrin's. Yeah, Worcestershire sauce. It's Lee and Perrin's Worcestershire sauce. Yeah. Ace uh, 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 Tom, hand me that bottle right there. See that little bottle with the black top? Nope. Over here. There. Uh, yeah. You know what? There's no way this is going to happen, so I'm going to get up and do it myself. Okay. Let's see. All right. This right there. Can you hand me that, Tom? Oh, you want hand this? me that okay. bottle. Yeah, Thank you. you. Okay. Yes, Lee and Perrin's, the original Worcestershire sauce. It's the same thing. It's the same exact uh, formula, and it's made the same way as it always has been. And it goes back to the old, old times in England where it was put into uh, the place with uh, a, a, a... Like a fish a, sauce. A fish... No, it, it, the oh, guy was, it was more... Like, probably more, it would say that he has uh, a scientist. Yes, he was uh, like a pharmacist. And right? everybody yeah. to this day still uh, pretty much for that formula is what everybody it's great. gets. It's yeah. great. Uh, did um, I stun you by saying that Lee and Perrin's is Worcestershire sauce, AWG? I think you did, but it is. No, no, you didn't stun yes. me. I mean, that's what it is. I mean, Lee and Perrin's oh, is. Yeah. Oh, I thought you said well, I, beg I, your I use Worcestershire sauce and I use Lee and Perrin's. And I said, well, those things are the same thing. So, okay. All right. Yeah, there you are. I missed it. I, I was in my car. And, things. And I missed that part of moment. your yep. sentence. So uh, I took okay. the, the, 
the uh, speaker off, and I'm holding the phone now here I on see. the side okay. of the road. Okay. So anyhow, so funny you mentioned fish sauce. Okay. I heard you say fish sauce. Uh-huh. So you, mm-hmm. you're you also talking about anchovies. I personally am not a fan of anchovies. No. If If I... Unless I don't know it's in there. Yeah, right. If that makes right. sense. Yeah, no, it because, makes perfect sense. That's what we've all said. Yeah. Like, I love a Caesar, a, a good Caesar dressing, and mm-hmm. the really good ones have anchovies in them, right? Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. And Do then, you like tapenade? Uh, yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. But. But I would never buy an anchovy and put it in a dish that I was cooking. I just can't bring myself to do that. I don't know why. I would, metal, no, I would never buy thing. an anchovy and put it in my mouth. Just never straight like that. But, yeah, uh, but no yes, that's, that's, why, that's why I'm asking the question because uh, I think people really do have very strong feelings one way or the other about anchovies. And um, the true gourmets among us do the anchovies and the ones who are not uh, don't. I think that's mm-hmm. one of those so if, gourmet if deal I wanted, If I wanted to try an anchovy, just an mm-hmm. anchovy, where yeah. do you get it? And please don't tell me it's in that little can with the little key thing and you peel the no, thing No, that's back. sardines. No, wait, no, no, that is anchovies. Yeah, oh. that is anchovies. That's anchovies. Uh-huh. Isn't that the cutest right. little can? <laughs> yeah, it is kind of neat. Bottle, but where would, I, where would I get an anchovy to try that I might like? Just to eat it. The uh, little can. It's it goes pretty well with darn near anything, uh, and it's it's if it's hot, if it's cold, if you have it salty, if you have it with a smoke, you know whatever it is, it seems to be right down the middle and feels like it's always been there for fifty thousand years. Uh, are you on the north or south shore, AWG? Um, I, I am. Uh, and neither. I'm actually in uh, Houma, Louisiana right now. Oh, I was about to say, is that a difficult mm-hmm. question? Okay, no, where do you live? I who, live where does who live? In, oh, uh, I'm sorry. I live in Metairie. I know okay. yep. if you call that living, yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so go to Vincent's. The next time you're okay. in Vincent's, I'll bet you he has an anchovy you could try. I will do I'm that. I'm just guessing. I'm just guessing that he has one that you could try. Uh, but really, the easiest, fastest way would be uh, the little can, and then take the rest of them and make some tapenade and Caesar dressing. I yep. think that's what I would, well, maybe. Well, it, I'm say, I think you should go to Vincent's, it's easier. <laughs> that's what go I'm going to do. I'm going to go to Vincent's. Yep. Yeah, but the little can's right. going to be more exp- less expensive than going to Vincent's, but it's uh, it's a lot less trouble too. All right, take care, and of it WG, and, and don't don't All hang right. up. Give Henry your address again, okay? Okay. All right. All right. We will be actually uh, AWG. Forget your email. Just give him your address, okay? Okay. Okay. All right. Take care. Five five six nine six nine six is the number. We will be right back after these messages. Mimi's is the best restaurant that has ever been in St. Bernard Parish. A magic combination of terrific owner, hospitality, and talented chef, combined with a charming atmosphere to offer you a great dining experience. Don't miss oysters here. They have two or three different kinds, all wonderful. A terrific burger, if you must. Great steaks, too. Thursday is steak night. Mimi's 712 Judge Perez in Chalmette, 644-4992. Mimi'sBarAndGrill.com. 
Care Restaurant and Supply has reopened for you to come in and shop. Care has all the wipes, gloves, and sanitizing supplies that you may need, and face masks. They have a great selection of takeout containers, too. Call Billy to help you plan the renovation of your kitchen or dining room. Home cooks will find a great selection of kitchen tools, too. Hours are 8 to 4 weekdays right now. Buy local. Our city depends on it. Care, hotel, and restaurant supply. Call 482-0294, 4815 Conti Street. Basil's Ace Hardware has been the center for your grilling needs for over 15 years. That's when I first got my big green egg, which I use more than ever lately. Fred also has Traeger grills and Weber grills and all the accessories for them. Charcoal and pellets and propane, as well as rubs and grilling utensils, Remember, a great cookout always begins with the right hardware. Basil's Ace Hardware, 4419 Transcontinental Metairie, 888-8588. I like a Gershwin tune. How about you? Yes, indeed. Who doesn't love a Gershwin tune? Marianne Fitzmore is here with Tom on the Tom Fitzmaurice Food Show, blathering on about food, which is what we do. And we'd love to uh, talk to you about that, too. Uh, my chicken, for those of you who are waiting in uh, rapt anticipation, is now boiling to the point where it's shredding, which is exactly what I wanted. I think that the chicken that we picked up, the rotisserie smoked chicken from the commissary, needed some extra cooking. So it's now been cooking for hours and hours. It's got a great broth or, or it's got a great stock and it's going to make some terrific chicken gumbo, which I am going to do. Anyway, we are talking about uh, nothing much at all but the usual food. The question of the day is anchovy, yes or no? This is a controversial food item, and I was wondering if anyone had any other ideas about what controversial food items there are out there. I thought blue cheese would be one for sure. Um, I'm trying to think of anything else that I've seen in a restaurant, on a menu, or just in general that I have a really, really strong feel. Liver, that's one. Liver's another very controversial food item. Um, there are others, but I can't think of what they are right now. If you have one that you would like to throw out, we'll pose that question as well. But right now, anchovy is what's on the table because it's National Anchovy Day. I started to talk about Worcestershire sauce. The Edible Dictionary word of the day is Worcestershire sauce. It's a brown sauce of moderate thickness used to flavor sauces, soups, and many other dishes in the English-speaking world. Pharmacists John Leah and William Perrins created it for Lord Marcus Stanley, who had just returned to England after many years in India. He wanted a duplicate of the sauce he'd become addicted to there. See, I said that Indian food was addictive the other day. That was probably Southeast Asia fish sauce, to which Worcestershire is somewhat similar. The pharmacists concocted the sauce from fermented anchovies, tamarinds, molasses, vinegar, garlic, chili peppers, cloves, and a few other things. The first attempt tasted horrible. They left it in a barrel in their basement and forgot about it for two years. When they found it again, they discovered that it had aged into something rather good. The sauce was named for Lee and Perrins and for their hometown, Worcester. Hmm. 
1868 is how long. No, Tabasco is 1868. So we'll have to find out when uh, we'll get my our, our, my mad texters on the uh, on the little internet channels on their AI in their pocket and find out uh, what the uh, day that Worcestershire was first unveiled. I guess that you don't have to figure out, you would have to subtract the two years for when they first concocted it, but when it was actually put out there. I think Worcestershire sauce is a really wonderful ingredient, which is not something I would expect to hear myself say, but I have used it, every time I get leftover steak, I'll throw a little pat of butter in the pan, slice up the steak, and a little splash of Worcestershire, and sear it with that. It, it's just great, I think, with beef. I also got on a kick earlier in the year, and I don't even know why, probably because COVID made me think about happier times. And uh, I started thinking about my childhood and Sloppy Joes, which I actually never did eat as a child. I always thought Sloppy Joes were kind of gross. But I decided just for fun to see if I could make a good Sloppy Joe recipe. And I did. I really, really did. And I just sort of winged it. I took a couple of Sloppy Joe recipes to make sure I had all the right ingredients, but I kind of instinctively knew what they were. But Lee and Perrins figured uh, very heavily in the concoction of uh, Sloppy Joes that I made. Also some ketchup, which is kind of required in Sloppy Joes, but you don't want to think about that. It's one of those things that you would rather not admit that you're eating. I mean, some people, if you're trying to feel like a gourmet. But I had, I had ketchup in it, mustard. I think I used yellow mustard. And sometimes I use the powdered yellow mustard, but always a heavy dose of Lee and Perrins, which is good for so many things. Five five six nine six nine six. We were talking about anchovies show. earlier, and we were talking about culinary matters. And we don't get snooty about this. You have something on your mind that puts a smile on your face, or maybe makes you think for a while. Uh, come on over with us. Uh, it's the food show, and we have plenty of room for you. And you're here every date. And uh, we'd love to we have hope you. We so anyway. Do we the hope same so. We yes. post so. Yes, we. No, do. I said I hope so. Me too. So, Tom, your words to drink by in the almanac today: Thomas De Quincey yeah. from what? Confessions of an English Opium Eater, <laughs> 1856. It is most absurdly said in popular language of any man that he is disguised in liquor. For on the contrary, most mm -hmm. men are disguised by sobriety. That is a very wise thing to say. Very wise thing. Mm -hmm. And it's a good thing to do in case you're slowing down a little bit. Tom, you also have uh, that there was the first retail sale of chewing gum mm. in 1848. The maker, John Curtis, called it Statue of Maine, or no, State of Maine, Pure Spruce Gum. If it's anything like Beeman's, you have to wonder. Mm -hmm. Actually, it's the train, it's the resin that oozes from punctures in the bark of red spruce trees. Curtis didn't so much make it as collect it at its peak around 1900. Some 300,000 pounds of spruce gum 
was made each year in Maine. That's, that's, uh, I can't imagine moving I on. I can't imagine it, a a of... chewing on resin. I don't think that gum is gum resin. Like Jello. No, is gum? I mean, it's a gum tree, right? It's not a. It's not a resin tree. I mean, a resin is a tree. A tree is mm -hmm. resin. But um, I thought that gum came from a specific kind of Asian plant that was a gum tree. That's pretty much true. I I don't. I don't ever chew gum, so I oh, well, this then is not something I need to focus on and concern myself with focus, whether or not yeah. I'm chewing resin mm -hmm. or gum, because I, I don't ever chew gum. Hmm. Anyway. Well, good luck with that. All right, 5569696 is the number. We're just blathering on about food, and we'd love for you to call and blather on with us. The question is about anchovies and also yep. about other kinds of controversial food as we work our way through the almanac. We're missing Stan Meadows today. If you're wondering where he is, he is still in Las Vegas and uh, did, in fact, go not go to the Saints game, but he was there for the Saints game opening where he tailgated with apparently four friends that are visiting him, and they have gone to some great restaurants in Las Vegas. He did take my recommendation of Scarpetta and loved it, so I was happy about that and when he calls again next week we will uh, have him fill us in on his es the escapades of Stan and the hound dog LW as they park their uh, trailer not their trailer but their motorhome on the outskirts of Las Vegas where they will remain for the entire winter so we'll be getting a lot of reports uh, as Stan travels around from his home base in Las Vegas hmm. Tomorrow we have Nicole Dorgnack on to tell us what's happening in yeah. the grocery store. We mm -hmm. have now added a new feature to that. We're going to do a mom throwdown, and tomorrow we're going to do codfish bo uh, codfish balls. That's, and I, I've told Nicole that I might get my sister to uh, to um, gang up on her, my sister and me, uh, against Nicole and her mom. Um, and the the recipes that are very nolans but i don't really have that many of them but she has a lot more anyway we're adding new features to that segment uh because it's fun and because we like her five five six nine six nine six tom shoe pick is a name claimed by four places in louisiana all of which are neighborhoods rather than true towns. The one C -H -O -U -C -P -U -U. that looks. It's, uh, it's going out searching for caviar in rivers around uh, Louisiana, believe it or not. Yeah. I thought it was kind of fish. I thought she it was a kind fish. of fish. Okay. We will uh, stop now for. Uh, we have a half hour left of the show, but right now it's Louisiana Net Radio Network news time. Louisiana Radio Network. I'm Brooke Thorrington. During a visit to LSU's campus, White House Coronavirus Response Coordinator Dr. Deborah Burke says the changes made to Louisiana's COVID-19 mitigation measures saved lives. On July 11th, Governor Edwards called for a statewide mask mandate and closed bars. Burke says it's important these mitigation measures stay in place. If we could have bars where everybody was physically distant and never taking their mask off, you know, then that could be a discussion. 
Only 2,500 Entergy customers in Cameron and Calcasieu parishes remain without power just under a month after Hurricane Laura hit. Spokesperson Brandon Scardigley says it hasn't been easy to get the power back on in the hardest hit areas, but they've managed to restore 99% of their customers by bringing in a 13,000 worker strong army. And that was made up from a variety of energy crews and contractors. We actually had crews from, I believe, the total was 31 different states, as well as a few from Canada. Louisiana Radio Network.com. This is Secretary of State Kyle Ardwin. COVID-19 has altered the way we do elections this year. And while Hurricane Laura may have ravaged our state, it will not break our spirit. Our office is working around the clock with state and local partners to bring early voting sites and election day polling locations back online. For Louisianans displaced by Hurricane Laura, you can exercise your right to vote this fall. Displaced voters have the option to vote early, vote on election day, or vote absentee. If you are unregistered, there is still time to register at either your current address, temporary residence, or the home from which you evacuated. To address COVID-19 concerns, we will take every sanitary precaution necessary to ensure voters can safely cast their votes. This includes mandating personal protective equipment for poll workers and making masks available for voters who want one. Voting machines will be sanitized between uses and social distancing will be enforced. If you have questions about the November 3rd presidential election, visit GoVote.com or call our election information hotline at 1-800-883-2805. I'll take Manhattan, the Bronx, and Staten Island, too. Yes, we will. We will. 5569696 is the number. Marianne Fitzmorris here, waiting for Tom to rejoin us uh, right here on the kitchen table doing the show. In the meantime, I'm going to finish the shoe pick. A little bit about shoe pick, which is spelled C-H-O-U-P-I-Q-U-E. It is, um, it is the kind of caviar for which Louisiana caviar is uh, named. Yes. And um, it is, I started to say that it was neighborhoods rather than true towns. The one that looks more plausible is in the middle of cane fields just outside the town of Baldwin on US 90, just west of the Atchafalaya Basin. There is a strong likelihood that actual shoe pick fish have been found in the area and gave their name to the spot. If any were found now, uh, gravid with caviar, it could be taken to Mr. Lester's restaurant in the casino at Clarenton, just a few miles north. This is the, uh, that's been around, let's see, Tom, we had that at our wedding in 1989 and it had just been discovered the year before so it's like 33 years old shoe pick caviar louisiana caviar Mm -hmm. anyway um it's got a good story behind it if you care to hear it or later or whenever what's that Hmm? what's that well it's uh the the fish itself is unusual it's a very primitive Right, it's like a sturgeon, isn't it? It's even more so. And uh-huh. if you compared it with old time in places where you would say, that's some weird kind of animal, uh, that's how you register looking at this. Uh, but what they are is that that is, in fact, what they are. And then you start cooking them whatever way that is. It almost doesn't matter. And then you also have a variety of uh, uh, checks off on this, uh, the layer of the uh, some of the your friends will be working on it Uh and uh and then you're pretty much getting there but uh one of the things that the fish does 
is that it creates its fish. It's a it's bell uh, it's caviar. Belly of fish eggs. Belly of fish Ca- eggs. Caviar is caviar. fish eggs. Yes. And then you treat it almost exactly whatever you want to do with it. it uh, you can get better ideas if you talk to some of the fishermen. Mm-hmm. But it's uh, it's an amazing thing. And uh, at yeah, that's right, you in. Uh, our uh, yep, wedding, our wedding. Mm-hmm. was, uh, we had caviar pounds from... Pounds and pounds of it. People were so impressed. Yeah, we had 25 pounds of this. i thinking of that little blurb on the show. <laughs> Things are not always what they seem, yes. I think we got it for $25 a pound. Yeah. Well, Because it was, it was just discovered. It's not that now. All right, Tom, your old kitchen sage has something to say. Mm. No matter how much sage? you like them or how much you believe they're authentic... Okay. To a Caesar salad, anchovies were not in the original Caesar salad and are an option. For something really interesting, fry the anchovies before putting them onto a salad. You know what? I could actually I could actually consider eating a fried anchovy if it if it's fried cuz then it's not oh, well. <clears throat> like right out of the sea or anything. You, I, I could consider that. You don't have to come up with something that uh very, uh, what's the word I'm looking for that uh, kind of tightens up and becomes very classy? Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, but uh, so it was five hundred dollars a, a pound. What for shoot? No, not for at shoot. The, at our wedding. Well, no, it was twenty five dollars. Twenty five, but we had a lot of it. Yeah, we had a lot of it. Yeah, that's right. All but right. in that day, mm-hmm. it was caviar. Uh, believe it or not, uh, what you hear about it is that it's not very expensive at all and it's not all that classy at all either but they got all that fixed up and the ultimate product is really But I think great. if you put it alongside beluga you couldn't really tell the difference. Aluga. Uh, no, beluga. Baluga. Baluga. Yes. Baluga. No, not bal. Ba. Okay. Ba. Ba. B-E. Baluga. Baluga. How's that? <laughs> Powerful gourmets through history, Tom, is also in your almanac. Yeah, the almanac of Zach. Octavius Thurinus, who became mm-hmm. known as Caesar Augustus when he became the first Roman emperor, was born today in 63 BC. During his long reign, the Roman Empire reached a peak of influence and peace. Augustus set a new standard for opulent living among Caesars, one that would be copied by his successors. He was buried in a monument about the size of a baseball field, true, 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 next to the Tiber in Rome. Across the street from Alfredo's of Rome, where the famous fettuccine was invented. Yeah, I've uh, met Alfred personally and again and again. And I uh, talked to that guy over uh, four meals Mm -hmm. uh, in the middle of Rome. It was really amazing. If you go to Rome. And you can go right there. And go to Alfredo's. Here's a tip. Mm -hmm. Make a reservation. Because if you want to be seated with the regulars and the locals, they have a back room where you go if you have a reservation. And if you do not have a reservation and try to just walk in, you sit with the tourists in the front. Could be. Either room is delightful. It's quite an experience to be having Fettuccine Alfredo at the place that it started. And uh, you can't have a bad time there. <clears throat> no, Especially I can't if the imagine. guy is singing new, uh, Volare next to your table. Volare. That's, uh, you know, that's an interesting song because the 
the, cor the chorus and the lyrics are very strange. They are very in, strange. Here and there, not all the time. And they're, they're not, uh, I'm not putting it down at all because it's very it's a cool excellent. Song and it's, it's extremely so, good it's so uh, writing. Exemplifies Rome. Yeah. And, <clears throat> Italian uh, men. And then it became famous uh, with the real lyrics on that uh -huh. song, and it, instead of big globby blobs, but the volare, whoa, and now it starts looking a shame <laughs> kind of thing. It's also the birthday in yeah, tell me. twelve fifteen of Kublai Khan. The Kublai Khan. Kublai Ooh. Khan, a oh, Mongol warlord. Don't who wound up him. uniting yeah. all of China's provinces into one empire with himself mm. yep. at its head, of course. His fame in our area of interest as a man who liked luxurious living is probably accurate. I've heard worse he ideas. He was given to doing very well and wound up becoming not only quite heavy, but also afflicted with gout. Hmm. Well, that's not the nicest thing to get. Yeah, but it's kind of... Uh, Especially as guys. It's not the worst thing that could happen to somebody like that either. By, yeah. For those who are male of uh, that persuasion, uh, you can, uh, if you ever get... Tom, I think you used to pride yourself on having gout. Did you? Oh, you think so? I think you did, yeah. You prided Once, yourself on you having ever, gout because it was the affliction of the rich man. If you ever get it, you change your mind. And since we were not rich, Tom liked <clears> to think that he was. Yeah. A good, it's good for a, a, like a couple of li like what we're doing right now. Every every gout is good for that. No, no, it's for you know being sympathetic, and you're sitting there oh, and, and mm -hmm. helping the people who are in, might have the problem, and and then you move on. I have plantar fasciitis right now. Does anyone want to know about that? Who? <laughs> hurt so much five five six nine six nine six is the number it's actually my second go round of this and uh it's uh and i hated it then and i hate it now i need to i need to get mm -hmm. my bike working again so i can do some kind of exercise uh to at the end of this week antoine's opens again. that's what i've heard i'm thrilled we to are very excited that. to be heading there on friday night for the opening of antoine's uh, if you have been mourning the um, departure, temporary as it was, of Antoine's and would like to uh, wax excited with us about the reopening of Antoine's, give us a call. We would love to talk about Antoine's. It's Tom's favorite restaurant. It's always been Tom's favorite restaurant. It, it will always be Tom's favorite restaurant. And it has been absolutely heartbreaking to be walking in the quarter with Tom past Antoine's and seeing the plywood of, of course, purple, gold, and green uh, boarding up the windows there. They have been feverishly working. They're still feverishly working. I got a text from Lisa today who was out going to get some air conditioner parts in Harahan. And they're working... Uh, just probably non-stop to make sure that they open on time on Friday. So we are very excited about that, the reopening of Antoine's. And if you mm -hmm. feel the same way and would like to talk to us about that, we'd like nothing better than to do that with you. 556-9696. I have a text that just came in about the best thing to do with shoe pick. Yeah, all of these are delicious uh, items that most people don't get the chance to see the uh, Cree uh, is 
This is different and unusual. I mean, it's it's something the likes of which you have not seen before. What? Well, that Ben's second or shoe pick. The shoe pick. Well, is I have always, a little recipe a for one. shoe pick that came in. The best thing yeah. to do with shoe pick, you marinate it in milk uh -huh. overnight. Yeah. You rinse it. You marinate it in Italian dressing for three hours. Then you get the grill to low or medium heat. You place fish on the grill. Grill for approximately 10 minutes. You remove from the grill. You grate and toss into the garbage can. Hmm. <laughs> Boy, things are rough over at your cup. Huh? I was reading that like it was serious, and then I got to the end, and I... <laughs> Very funny. Anyway, I'm sorry about that. I just started reading it because it looked like a little recipe, and I had to fill like a minute's worth of time, and then we get to the... These that's terrible. That that's terrible. Anyway, that's how I feel about um, that's how I feel about caviar as well. I mean, I have eaten well, caviar. Well, wait it up. You know, it's not, it'll, it's it'll not come horrible. If I have to eat it, like if I there's sometimes you if you're like me, you know, and you generally speaking don't eat some things, and then you are in a situation where you kind of have to eat it, and you do as best you can. I've had caviar under those circumstances a few times and uh, it's okay. I mean, I can live with caviar. Caviar is, is, you know, not something I would seek out, but it's, it, it can be, it can be swallowed. I don't know why you would do that with poor little fish eggs. Don't you think we would solve a lot of problems by just have, letting the fish eggs become fish? Well, where else are they going to go? Well, they would go and then be in the waters, and then we wouldn't be depleting them. Five five six nine six nine six is the number. A word from our sponsors coming up right now. Bistro Orleans, it's back with its familiar classic New Orleans cuisine in a casual setting serving only Louisiana oysters and always wild-caught Des Almonds catfish. And the seafood boat, Carnival Time Lounge, has happy hour Wednesday through Friday. Bistro Orleans is open daily for lunch at 11, dinner Wednesday through Sunday. Bistro Orleans, 3216 West Esplanade in Metairie, 304-1469. I've loved the Maple Street Cafe from the first time I walked into the place. Jamil Kutob turns out well-executed dishes that hint of the Mediterranean, but with a real New Orleans spirit. The grilled fish here is particularly excellent, but I have never had anything I didn't love. Call 314-9003 for their daily specials, which are exceptionally good and an exceptional value. Maple Street Cafe, 7623 Maple Street, Uptown. Tony Mandina's roots go back to Salaparuta, Sicily. His father left in 1924, but those connections are still powerful. The restaurant uses extra virgin olive oil and wines made at Villa Mandina, in the ancestral home. Tony's restaurant started in 1982 with 14 tables and has grown to seat 180, with his daughters and granddaughter running it now. Now this West Bank favorite still serves their delicious Sicilian New Orleans menu in a place that feels like home, and pick up some of their famous red gravies sold in groceries all over town. Tony Mandina's 1915 Pratt Street, Gretna, 362-2010. Night and day, you are the one. Mm. I haven't heard that one in a while. No, you haven't. Yeah, I those had are it, good. I'm glad I had we're it doing yesterday that. for you. I'm glad we're doing that. Let's go to David. Hi, David. 
Hi. Hi, welcome. Hello. Come on in. Yes, take Hi. your foot and put it in our uh, mouth. <laughs> on, uh, no, I don't know. I wouldn't do that. Uh, but just you get a nice little spot and get ready to let's in talk. The, in the new studio. Uh-huh. Oh, no, we don't. We don't. That you don't have the multicolored phones? No, no. No, we don't. Well, the new studio um, is at home. Well, we can, we can pretend. Yeah, sure. What, what color phone would you like to be on, David? Uh, the rainbow-colored phone, please. Okay. Rainbow-colored right. phone for David. Okay. Yeah. Um, so yesterday uh-huh. you were speaking about foodies, and that made me think of... I don't know the name of it, but I went there for the first time the other day. It's a grocery that's relatively new, maybe last three or four years, that was in the old funeral home on the corner of Louisiana and St. Charles. Do you know what yeah. place I'm talking Fresh market? about? Yeah, Fresh Market. That's an important spot. Yeah. Is that it? Fresh Market? Yeah. Sure. Well, one yeah, way or another, it's not historic. that kind of. Yeah. Uh, well, I went there and I bought some fresh fish of different varieties the other day, and it was some of the best fish I've ever purchased from any market in really? the city. I, huh. Yeah, it was, I was really surprised. Um, is that your first that time you've so been good. to Fresh Market? It is. I live on the opposite oh. end of town, so I'm just never up that way. Uh-huh. Okay. I love Fresh Market. Um, we have one here. It was the first one in the city. And then I think the one you're talking about was the second one, and then they have one in Metairie also. But I do much prefer Fresh Market to Whole Foods. Yeah, it was definitely different. Is it a national chain, Fresh Market, or is yes. it a local mm-hmm. thing? It is. It is. It's okay. a national chain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I just wanted to mention that that I. Uh... Oh. <laughs> well, thanks I thought you for were going to. Do you have a recollection? <laughs> do you have a recollection hmm? of uh, of foodies? Because I loved foodies and I miss foodies. And when I went to commissary yesterday, I thought about foodies. You're definitely right that it was ahead of its time. People was, didn't really yeah. know what to make yeah. of it, I think, at that point Yeah, here in the well, location actually, people or something. Who had I'm not really sure. But. People who had seen its inspiration, it, it was definitely, you know, I'm sure one of the Brennans went to an Eatsies at some point. Have you ever been to Eatsies? We were there last night. No, uh, what there is Eatsies? No, Eatsy's was a national chain also, but it was only in big, high-population areas. And mm. it's owned, or was owned by the, the guy who owned Macaroni Grill, who somehow or another has folded his tent totally. But they were in uh, the D.C. area, um, Dallas. Where else have I seen them? Big cities, Atlanta. Atlanta is where I first saw Eatsy's, okay. and and um, there it's one right there in um, Buckhead is where I first saw Eatsy's ever, and it is a big place with it just like a lot of people in it all the time. And you walk in, and to the right there's this gorgeous bread section with the most incredible breads. And then you go a little bit further up, and there's this like circular place of of prepared foods and then to the back is a giant salad section where it's salad by the pound they have a sandwich section and various other things it's just a great place i don't know why in the world it closed but it was it was traumatic when it closed and so i think you know that what they it tried kind to of reminds me of um 
what, what sort of reminds me of that, but not nearly as extensive, is Martin the counter at Martin Weinseller on Vets. Yeah, you know, well, that is, well, a, is one of no. the funniest kind of uh, West <laughs> setup. Trust me, no. <laughs> um, it, it's, there's still a, an eat season in Dallas, so if you ever find yourself there... It is a one-of-a-kind th- sort of thing, and, and I've never seen the like before or since. It's, but it needs a high-density population is what it is. And so I think they tried to do that here in this small area, and it just didn't mm-hmm. work. I don't know how much longer it would have gone if Katrina hadn't killed it. But right. I know they probably made a determination that it wasn't worth bringing back. But it's too bad. I don't know that it would even go now because I just don't know that there's that many people here that are that sophisticated for it. I mean, I hate to say that. But well, there are a lot of people around there, and they're willing to spend some money. And why not? You know, it's uh, among the most uh, interesting restaurants in the New Orleans, and especially the Vieux Carre areas. Well, it might be. You know, it might be that now that there's an influx, like there's a whole different set of people here now since Katrina, many Mm -hmm. of whom have probably come from high-density population areas Uh, and are much more sophisticated. So maybe if somebody tried it. I'm hoping that the commissary will try it because it sounded to me like they were going to move in the direction of that. And I hope so. And since it's the same family, you know, they, they know what they did wrong and what they could work on um, and maybe make it work this time. But there are two what things is, that I really loved. Hmm? It's, What'd you it's say? A, that was a Brennan's thing? Yeah, that was um, T. That's oh, T. Martin. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Uh-huh. yeah. And so... Um, I'm curious to see what happens next with the commissary because it sounds to me like they're moving in that direction. And all of those people, not all of them, but most of the people that are involved in that have worked in high-density population areas, you know. And so Mm -hmm. maybe that would make the difference. I mean, I really don't know. There are two places that I missed that I think were just a little bit before their time. Lucky Rooster Mm -hmm. and around the country. And yeah. foodies, both both very short lived, like very two much years. True, that is short lived. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lucky Rooster almost buried that concept, that group. Um, that's uh, Slice and Juan's Flying Burrito. Okay. And Lucky Rooster, yeah, Lucky Rooster was the third, and they they had to shut it down because it was it was bleeding. And Ooh, um, what kind of food did they serve at the Lucky Rooster? It was it was Chinese street food. It's okay. Chinese street food. It was very cool. Again, just yeah. a little before its time. Mm. You know? The unlucky and rooster. And a, yeah, unlucky rooster. Well, it wouldn't be ready. the first time. <laughs> it's unlucky the food rooster, show. Yeah. This is Tom Fitzgerald. Anyway, so let's fingers crossed that the commissary turns into a 2020 version of Foodies. Oh, why should we? Because that would be great. You know, we can, we can yeah. look at it that way, that way, that way, and that way. It's not as big as the space that, that, um, that Foodies was. Have you been foodies there to commissary huge. at all? No, yeah, I haven't. Uh, I was going to mention though that I did. I went to Stein's for the first time today. Since oh yeah, all this COVID stuff, and it was as good as uh-huh. ever. Yeah, it's. Uh, that, uh, are, you're Deleon not from here, Magazine are you? Street. I'm originally. I'm a military brat. I've been here most of my life, but uh, my my okay. graduated high school in St. Louis, Missouri, and lived okay. some time in Mobile, Alabama. Did Did you uh, Did you move back here after Katrina? 
Oh, yeah. I, I've lived here since 93. Okay. So you... so All you through it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. Okay. All right. Take care, David. Thank you for calling. All Always right. a pleasure to hear from you. All right. Take care. Thank you. All right. And, who do we have next? And now, if you will, Joe. Joe. Let's go to Joe. Hi, Joe. Hey, good afternoon. Joe. I, remember, I remember listening to both of you all on WSMB 30 years ago. <laughs> wow. That's not quite long enough to tell you yep, the truth. it was. Because uh, WSMB went on in 19, 1947. Six. Oh, me. It was Mary 1988. Marion Cannell uh, on her own right. And Thank some you. others, yeah. Thank you very much. Although, I, 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 can you imagine me doing that kind of show right now? Ooh, uh, hard. The reason, the reason I called y'all, the reason why foodies at Boston Market would do well in New, would not do well in New Orleans is because we have so many strong jellies in grocery stores, Dornex, Rouse's, and everywhere else. You think so? Because I don't really think of those as the same thing. I don't really think of those as the same thing. Like when David said that that was like Martin Wine Cellar, Eatsy's was nothing like Martin Wine Cellar. Martin Wine, Wine Cellar. Foodies is you know, great. It is, it is, it is great. Wait, foodies you said or Martins? Well, foodies is like Boston White uh, is like uh, Boston Market. I don't think it'll do well personally in New Orleans because we have such strong jellies, you know. Yeah, well, I don't think Boston Market was very good. I don't think Boston Market's good at all. Actually, where did you? Well, there's never been a Boston Market here, has there? Oh, uh, we never had one. No, no, we have yeah. not. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, and I don't think it would fly here because, first of all, I don't think the I think the food's kind of ordinary. I think it's sort of a middle America thing, and our food is too good. I don't think it would. Oh, yeah, but we have really lucky problems like that. I wish we had them all the time. Wow. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah, guys, you're doing a great job. First time caller, you're doing a great job. Oh, good. I'm glad you called. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. All right, so I guess that's a couple of people still sort of finding us, which is nice. Um, so it gives me hope that we'll still have more people that are finding us because we there are people that I know did not make the, the jump from one place to another with us. And if you uh, know that there are people who used to listen to us that do not know that we are there here now, please tell them because we would love for them to call us and just yeah. listen. Yeah, we have a lot of fun with this and just a lot of fun, period, and uh, plenty and reason it's harmless, to... you know, it's yeah. just, it's harmless. It's a harmless little respite mm -hmm. from all of the bad news out there, of which there is way too much. Uh, I am seeing... Uh, oh, Tom's going to lapse into a weather report now. Yeah, very right? little. <laughs> wow, on it is... Note, on me, that note, I'm going to take over and let me, say... Let me take a shot at this. Okay. Wow, this is a yes. lot of rain yeah. right now. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's got to stop at some point, doesn't it? I mean, it's... I don't know. It's just like, it's enough already with the, the weather like this. I'm, I'm really, really done with it. I'm a California girl at heart, so I can't really handle this. Anyway, uh, if you have missed any of the show, um, you Come can tomorrow. get it easily we have enough. another one. You can get it easily enough if you go to nomenu.com. Someone said, I tried to get the, the show, but um, it said that we're having technical difficulties. That was on the station's site. I hope that that's fixed. But we also have our podcast on nomenu.com. That's N-O-M-E-N-U.com. Someone asked us about how to sign up for the newsletter. We would love for you to do that because you get some things in the newsletter mailed right to you that you don't get otherwise, which are things like um, what's happening around town.
who's reopening, uh, special deals that you can find that you would have to go to Instagram and cull through a lot of things. We already do that for you and condense the most interesting ones down. We have Tom's Vintage that's delivered right to your box. If you are not familiar with Tom's earlier writings, they are absolutely riveting. And uh, you should definitely have a look at them. That's on the website, but you can also get it to your box uh, if you sign up for the newsletter. We have our Instagram, at the New Orleans Menu. We would love to have you follow us there. We put a lot of pretty pictures up there and have been told we have a great Instagram. And uh, I would have to say that's true. So please have a look and... And follow us on at the New Orleans menu on Instagram. Well, I couldn't uh, agree with you more. Of course, it's my work, so we have to back away from it <laughs> a little Instagram, bit. Not Instagram, baby. Normal. That's not yours. But anyway, uh, we also I have my own podcast. If you have kids or grandkids that mm -hmm. are bored in this weird new world of ours, it's yeah. kind of like old radio. It's classic children's tales, like um, Grimm's fairy tales and tall tales and things like that. It's called Emmy, E-M-M-I-E, -M -M -E, The Story Lady. It's on uh, Apple and uh, Anchor and Spotify and all of those platforms. And last but not least, coming up after this show, we have Tim McNally with the Dine, Wine, and Spirits show. It's sort of a continuation of the kind of stuff that we do, and uh, we hope you'll stick with him. That's it for us. Yeah. Have a wonderful evening. It's 4 o'clock. Sure You're is. listening to WGSO New Orleans. Time for the news. Hey, this is William Wallace with William Wallace for America. You can hear me on Tuesday nights from 5 to 6 here in WGSO 990 AM, New Orleans, Louisiana. Interest between the Bidens and Ukraine. Finding that Hunter Biden's position on the board of a Ukrainian energy company, Burisma Holdings, was problematic and that the warnings about his role were ignored by the Biden administration. Kentucky Attorney General Daniel Cameron is calling the death of Breonna Taylor a tragedy. A grand jury is charging former Louisville police detective Brett Hankinson with three counts of wanton endangerment in the first degree. The grand jury voted to return an indictment against detective